All right, here we go. Uh, let's hope that we don't crash and burn in my topic as I panic to quickly make myself sound cool to you, David. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You've made it to another episode. I don't know what number this is. Maybe three, maybe four. David, you know what number we're on right now? I seem to have forgotten. Episode who gives a damn. Like I don't, Nobody is listening at this point. Let's just you know continue on. That's true. Welcome to the new podcast where the number system is arbitrary because neither of us can remember. I'm <laughs> one of your hosts, Brian Ortiz. I am the other host, David Ortiz. I was going to say David Ortiz. Oh, my God. David Castillo. Dude, I'm honored. I would never be an Ortiz. Well, Come oh, on. wow. <laughs> I was honored, and then you oh, took sorry. it away oh, from me. God. And then it just... All right. Or- Ortiz is a proud name. I no, apologize. I guess it's, I'm... It's got more... Let me let me do it again. My history name... Than- <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Just Brian, and, I'll, and with me, as always... David, Just David. Again, we're not proud of our last names, obviously. And together, apparently. welcome to... Life's a Wreck, the podcast where two strangers and people who barely know each other have decided to come together to learn one another. And what is life? But nothing more than a series of reactions and educational conversations with one another. Right, David? We have said it many a times before. You and I hate each other. But because of this podcast, we're starting to love each other a little bit more. And how do we do that? Every week, each one of us picks a topic the other person either knows nothing about or maybe a little bit. Then they educate that person and they ask them questions and how it makes it relevant to their life. And through this conversation, each week, each one of us gets to know something about ourselves. And that's the point of the podcast. This week, it's my turn. And I've picked something, David. We're going we're gonna to change it up a bit, all right? We've been talking about a lot of, like, and by change it up, I mean we've only done like two episodes at this point. But we're going to change things up, David. We're going to go into a different gear, all right? We talked about sports. We talked about some other stuff between us. But I want to take us into the science track, all right? Cue my cool Bill Nice on the fix. I'll put those in later. It'll sound cool. I want to talk about something science-based. And I don't want to bore you, David, okay? But I want to talk about time travel, David. Time travel, David. I was hoping for like a bigger reaction, but let me try one more this time. This is seriously the. T- this is seriously because I'm blown away. This is the topic you chose: time travel. I chose time travel. This is what guarantees we don't get an audience. Okay, rude. First of all, okay, <laughs> to assume our audience is not like time travel, and it's only because uh, we don't know when this thing will air, or maybe people are listening to this and it's far in the future. But I just watched Bill and Ted Three. All right, and I was ramped up once again with time travel. I love Bill and Ted, one, two, and three. Excellent little end cap to the entire series. But I love time travel, man. I love science fiction, and I'm a huge fan of time travel, especially when it's done right in movies. Uh, I know that you, David, are venturing into the science fiction world with your book, if I might say. Am I right? I appreciate that this semi-shameless, it's not really a shameless plug, I guess, if like nothing's been done yet, but... I do appreciate that. Um, yes, although I will say, I, I think what's fascinating about why you chose this topic is that of all the aspects of science fiction, time travel is the one that interests me the least. But really, yeah, like this is, is going to be interesting. 
<laughs> this feels like an inversion of last one where it's like, I want to talk about sports. You're like, oh my, seriously, sports? And and here you come at me with time travel. I'm like, seriously, time travel? But that's great. This like, is my F you, David, for making me talk about hockey and remembering scars from my childhood, you SLB. <laughs> David, with that, let's just jump right into this, man, because I want to know. Before I start talking, David, why don't you like time travel, my friend? Why has that turned you off to the world of science fiction in those regards? Okay. Tell me. Let, me, let me just quickly make an apology because that was a really poignant way of sort of condensing the point of the podcast. Like two people don't really, you know, know each other coming together, you know, especially during this time of like a global pandemic. I thought that was really touching. And it True. makes me feel that much worse for like the senseless dick joke from the last episode. You know, like I just, <laughs> you're making me feel bad here. Like David, I've never felt David, more David, like- you got to stop apologizing about the dick jokes, man. <laughs> if we apologize for every dick joke, we'll never get past this podcast at that point. <laughs> All right, we just plenty more to come. All right, we got like a thousand of these things. There's bound to be many, many D jokes along the way, my friend. But David, why do you not like time travel, my friend? Um, you know, honestly, so like, uh, so let me just lay this out there, which I don't think is, you know, nobody cares. It's not revealing. You know, I consider myself a non-believer, but I do love the uh, philosophy of the theologian Augustine, and Augustine. To me, to me, like, said it best, which is, granted, he wasn't talking about time travel, obviously. You know, he hadn't yet seen movies like Back to the Future. It was a long time ago. but Bill um, and Ted. Yes, or Bill (laughs) and Ted. Um, But Augustine was kind of... The (laughs) masterful, yes. Augustine was essentially, like, I think his his quote was something like, you know, um, you know, how can the past be if it no longer is? And how can the future be if it has yet to come? Right? So, I mean, like, so to me... Time travel is always going to be, again, generalizations, time travel to me is always going to be confined or constrained by the tropes of like des- manifest destiny and, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Also, okay. also, and just, I'm going to politely ask you, Brian, shut the fuck up for yeah. just a second, okay? Which is whoa, that whoa, whoa. this is, because I know what you're going to do, like, because I'm going to bring up Terminator okay. 3. <laughs> oh, That's, damn it. Hey, what did you, what listen, listen, okay. Okay. That okay, was okay. that's part again. I'm not apologizing for Terminator. It's a piece of shit film. <laughs> but what I appreciated about the end, which I remember you thought was kind of like cynical and dark. You didn't like it, you know, the source okay. it, it was an inversion of like the themes of the previous ones. Okay. But I did like that sort of the kind of the, the sort of point there at the end was sort of like, you know, yeah, sure, you got free will, but you know what? You don't have free won't. Right. But like where it's like, yes, you can still like sort of, you know, make these decisions, but some of these decisions are not which which is funny because that is kind of accurate with like the actual science behind time travel. Now, I don't know if we're going to yes. get into yes, like, it is. OK, all right. So oh, David, like, David, <laughs> okay. we're going to get into it. I, all right. I, I like what you're throwing out here, David. We're already having a great conversation. The fact that you love crappy movies, we're going to talk about it. By the way, to clarify, T3, Rise of the Machines, not Terminator Dark Fate, which is now considered the third movie in the You can't do it. Come on. We're not going to. Okay, we have a whole Terminator one later. Point is, all right, David, let me ask you, straight yes or no. First of all, do you believe in time travel? Yes or no? that's, That's a ridiculous question. Okay. Do you believe, David, do you believe that we've been visited by time travelers? Man, it's a long pause, dude. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. The, the funny thing about, I hate like dancing around questions, but the funny thing is that like, I'm pretty sure like scientifically it's actually already happened because of the way like time and space work. 
right? Like an astronaut that's been Ooh. in orbit for like X amount of like years is going to naturally be like ahead of us by like, you know, a nano, you know, like ah. a nanosecond of anyways. I accept that the science Yes, you're talking is, about relativity, my friend. I, I, I don't know why we're talking about relativity. This is why I hate time travel. But um, I accept that the science is somewhat, uh, you know, um, unresolved. And so belief doesn't enter into it. You know, it's, it's that's something that either like, you know, sort of technology and innovation figures out or doesn't. This is not like the tooth fairy or the flying spaghetti monster. I don't know what the hell that last one is. By or the Station from Bill and Ted. Station! <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Um, David, I love what you're throwing out there. You actually brought up relativity, which is awesome. Let me say this. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some Bill Nye Science Guy type wisdom on you or Beekman's World, whichever you subscribe to in this world, ladies and gentlemen. I know that our younger viewers have no idea what I'm talking about. That's assuming we have young people who give a crap about us. But... Time, David. It all starts with time, am I right? And time is defined by the Oxford English Dictionary as the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole, David. Okay? That's the basic definition of time, right? And in science, my friend, time is accepted nowadays as the fourth dimension, okay? You and I, dude, we live in a 3D world, right? We walk through this 3D world. We're not 2D Paper Mario people. We view time as a line, my friend, an arrow going forward. That's what time is. And people always ask, how do we travel that time forward? And how do we travel that damn line and arrow backwards? That's where, like, that's where the science comes in, my dude. And I'm not going to get into the heavy stuff like relativity and all that kind of stuff. You can look it up. But that's what you were talking about earlier, man. Relativity meaning the old classic time dilation. So that's what that refers to specifically. I want you to continue your train of thought. I just want to say I'm disappointed that you didn't bust out a piece of paper, fold it, Event Horizon style, which Interstellar then David, stole. You gotta let me finish my speech here, dude. We got I, you gotta let me finish my speech, dude. Okay, I'm not sorry. there yet. Okay, you want to jump forward in time in the conversation, but you gotta live in the moment, David. Okay, that's what's happening here, dude. You are trying to be a time traveler in this conversation and you're ruining it, my flow, okay? I prepared like a full hour before this for this, my dude. Jesus. Okay, David, let's get into it. Okay. Folding the piece of paper, that is a way to express several couple of things. That's going through dimensions, right? The old classic paper move in a movie. We, the audience, don't get it. Someone gets a piece of paper, they fold it, and they pop a pencil through the top. Meaning you take a flat surface, which is space for them in that scenario you bend it you pop it through with a wormhole right and then you're on the other side that's the classic thing that everybody talks about in all the movies man and so you end up with a lot of heavy stuff like that when it deals with time dilations gravitational time dilations that's special relativity that's general relative that's at all that einstein had come up with when he was just a patent clerk thinking about the world and changing things forever so let's talk about something that you and I both know, man. That's time in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't get it, then I did a terrible job explaining it. Plenty of other people can do it better online. Check it out. But let's talk about the thing that we all love most. Time models, right? And what I mean by that, dude, is that people use a lot in fiction and stuff like that. And you had a couple of them. You had fixed history, malleable history, sensitive history, and multiple timelines, right? Uh, so things like fixed history was the idea that 
no matter what the events happened, the timeline cannot be changed. You know, you would go back, then you always went back and did that as part of the history. So movies like Harry Potter and The Prisoner of Azkaban, Predestination, Time Crimes, The Terminator, those kinds of movies, right? John Connor was always meant to send Kyle Reese back in time to, to make love to his mother, Sarah Connor, and birth him. It was always going to happen that way. It was a fixed history. But the malleable history is the one that people like to use where people can travel back and forth harmlessly without changing too much. Um, no, you're actually listening to a bunch of movies I haven't seen. Dude, well, you seen The Terminator? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, even then, you know, come on, like, how many good ones are there? Termi- ter- Terminator movies? There's, 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 like, three good Terminator movies, man. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and Terminator Dark Fate. And that's it, dude. Uh, which that's actually, there, I, there are I, no more Terminator movies. I agree with you there, but at the same time, I'm not going to call it like, like Dark Fate, like some kind of masterpiece. And p- part of this is kind of going back to like again, like time travel, like as a story concept. Like I know it's strange, but never appealed to me. And I think that's kind of part of why I like I've deliberately not heard of a lot of or not seen a lot of these movies. But in theory, dude, your Terminator Three movie falls in this category. It's a fixed history, like we talked about earlier. According to that model. The do, uh, 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 the apocalypse was always going to happen, no matter what John did, no matter how they changed things. In that movie, the apocalypse was always going to happen, dude, because it's a fixed history in time. There, I'm actually defending the movie that you love, okay? I hope you're happy. <laughs> All right? Jesus Christ. Uh, the other one is called, like, a malleable history, man, and that's the one where time travelers can go back and forth through time, like, pretty harmlessly without changing too much, or they can do like a significant change in the timeline but it can be restored if they just go back and stop it so movies like looper uh, 11 back to the future 2 the sound of thunder butterfly effect time freak all of these deal with that kind of malleable history you i think you would enjoy a lot of these man like i really think you would like looper a lot that uh that's a great movie that's the one with bruce willis the looper i did like or uh, i did see yeah 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 looper's great that's like a malleable history right that's the idea where like they go back in time, and if they hurt themselves in the past, that it affects them in the future kind of situation, and they can reset timelines. It is. I just want to add, though, like, to me, part of what makes Looper effective, though, is precisely the fact that the movie doesn't want to get into the logistics of time travel, right? Like, you know, a lot of the characters even allude to that, like, ah, fry your brain like an egg, stop thinking about this time travel bullshit, you know, like, I'm pretty sure those are actual lines used by, like, Bruce Willis and Jeff Daniels, but... Um, I, I think that's why that works because they're like, yes, still dabbling in themes of time and so forth, but also not interested in like having to explain like paradoxes and things of that. That's true. That's true. Um, the other two that are left over are sensitive history. You don't see too much, but it's starting to pop up a lot more. Uh, that's where no matter what you do, just by traveling, you change history no matter what, and you can never set it back to the way it was, which to me is the darkest idea in in film and in story, uh, DC's Flashpoint does a really good job like that. The Flash changes the f- uh, the past, messes up the future, tries to go back and reset it, and he can't. It's changed forever. Uh, multiple timelines is the last one, and and that one's like Deja Vu, Primer, even Avengers Endgame taps into a lot of that. It's got a couple theories going in there, but everything you do creates multiple parallel universes, and that's a good thing because it accounts for like paradoxes and stuff like that. Hey, did you see Tony Scott's Deja Vu? Do you remember that one yes. with Val Kilmer and De- Yes, Denzel that's, Washington. That's a good. Even though that movie has a shitty third act, it's a fun movie nonetheless. And 
that one does a good job too with playing with a lot of the time it that created that creates multiple timelines by the by the way we, we need to give a shout out to like that is probably the only time the only time and probably will be the only time you'll see a car chase happen in the future and the past at the same time or i guess Dude, present past I'll give it right to him. that was a like, great was sequence just brilliant yeah. yes oh. that was such a brilliant again he did a lot of cool stuff. Every director and writer has their own take on time travel, right? And that's something that I love most. Um, Tony Scott's was really fun by using that technology to be like, we have a window. We can only see within this certain time allotted. You know what I'm saying? We can't go, we can't see backwards or forwards. We have to see like it's rendering in real time. Uh, they have the car chase sequence. All of that stuff is so cool, man. So cool. It just really falls apart in the third act and makes no sense as far as like time travel rules go. Like it just completely makes no sense. But do you think that's a feature of time travel stories? I feel like that happens with a lot of, again, not the expert, but I feel like that happens with a lot of time travel related or specific stories. The only exception is Time Cop, of course. How so, Dave? How, what do you mean that's a problem? Like how so? No, I just like as in... Obviously, you're dealing with a concept that um, you know is, is beyond you know even the greatest minds, right? Um, and and so finding a solution, right, to a lot of what kind of you know sort of how time travel makes sense is is I think just really just difficult from a human cognitive standpoint. Um, so like to me, like the Terminator movies are great examples. I think if the bad ones had been able to figure out the ending, mm -hmm. you know, like they, we might think of them differently, but I think that's part of the, like being hamstrung by the fact that, well, they're still dealing with this, this sort of time travel concepts. That's true. Well, it, here's something interesting too. Uh, you know, I, I dog on Terminator three war on the machines cause it's terrible, but like <laughs> it feels like it's time travel mechanics ending, right? The ending of that movie does line up with the idea of the first movie, right? Which is that time is a fixed history. Sarah Connor was always going to get pregnant, you know what I'm saying, by Kyle Reese and have John Connor. No matter what they, and in that third movie, no matter what they did, even though they tried to change the future in part two, it's a fixed history and they were always going to hit the apocalypse. So in those terms, it's really interesting. You know what I mean? I think that I, as much as I hate that movie, I do like that they kind of brought that idea around when it comes to time travel. Man, I, I feel like I'm bringing you around to Terminator Three. No, that's not happening. I mean, did I make did I make some new kind of revelation about Terminator Three right now? I did, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still a garbage movie, and I'll never forgive them for having Arnold Schwarzenegger say "talk to the hand." I will never, ever, ever fix that. David, let me ask you a question. You have all these like you have these three time models. You have these time these uh, several time models, right? Fixed, malleable sensitive uh and and multiple timelines if you were challenged as a writer to to work within one of these timeline theories which would you like to do out of curiosity if you had to create a story what would you like to play around in as a writer which one is the the chaos theory driven one? Oh, uh malleable history that's the one where you, that's the one where you can change things malleable. okay yeah like right and, and then it changes other things right so like you know kind of like yes. a sort of and the reason why is because, like, I'll never forget the Janus Equation. You ever read that book? Oh, no. I know the name, but I've never read the book. Tell me about the book. Right. So, so like, in the book by G. Sproul, and and in the book, you know, again, like, I, I can't remember this very well, so I'm just kind of, like, 
giving you like Cliff's Notes versions, but sure, man. In the book, essentially, this um, you know, this, you have this character who falls in love with this woman, and slowly starts to learn a few more things about this woman. One of the first things that he learns is that she's had plastic surgery, and then as like the mystery unravels, finds not only that has she had plastic surgery, but she's also not a woman. Until slowly, what's unraveled is that it's actually him. Right. So like you're dealing with this time travel story where like he's fallen in love with a woman who's actually him. And it's kind of like this real sort of that kind of like dark. um, uh, Okay, it's it's that whole kind of that sort of threat of like never having existed sort of concept. And I think that's from a writer's point of view, like being Mm -hmm. able to. sort of create your own sort of history is in keeping with science fiction. So like I'll give again, still not a fan of like using time travel as a conceit as a conceit, but um but I do think I think that concept cuz to me a lot of my favorite science fiction blends science fiction with horror. And so I think that concept oh, okay is is what is you know what i find interesting and and david too let me let me try and turn you around some more like time travel is a really fun thought experiment in my opinion i love talking about it just because it's a neat thought experiment and there's ways to understand it and i do and i get it you're right time travel in a horror aspect or a thriller or thriller aspect that is a lot more fun because i think there's real stakes when it comes to time travel movies there's actually a thing called predestination paradox, man. And that basically is when a time traveler, what you're talking about, when a time traveler travels back in time to change something only to find out that the change was meant to happen all along. Like like you just said, you go back and you fall in love with this woman only to find out that it's yourself. It was always meant to happen. That was always going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And I think when you combine that with the horror suspense of people either trying to get back to where they were or fix things and they are making it worse and they're destroying either themselves or time. I think that can be a real scary situation sometimes. And that kind of leads me to my big question that I wanted to talk about with you most of all, the reason that I was thinking about a lot of this too, David. But I wanted to ask you this big question, man. Uh, let's pretend for, an, for, for a moment, David, that you can have the ability to time travel, whether it be machine or yourself or your mind expands to the point of understanding the fifth and 10th dimension, David, okay? You expand your mind so much you can time travel. What would you do if you could time travel, David? Let me, and what I mean by that is, would you go to the future and then use it for all your own personal gains, right? Play the stock market, learn about the sports, the events that are coming up and bet on them. Or would you use it for other personal reasons like go back in time and change something that happened to you as a kid or as an adult or something you can go back? Or would you do a third option, David? Something huge. Would you try to go back and kill Hitler? You know what I'm saying? What would you do, David, if you had the ability to time travel, man? It's a very personal question. This isn't joking aside and the science aside. I would love to know what you would do in your life. Uh, man, that, that's, that is like the most loaded question possible. And, you know, like the history thing doesn't interest me because I feel like Again, like going back to sort of like uh, sort of like, like I don't like talking about the butterfly effect, you know, like like the butterfly effect is more of like a sort of template, not like some sort of 
well-established theory in science. So sure, sure. But still, like, I mean, you, you understand how like the logical sense it makes. Like, yeah, sure, go back, kill Hitler. You know, how do you know that doesn't like give rise to someone that's even worse than him? You know, like it's correct. You, these don't really. Um, there to me, it's it's like moral posturing, right? It's like, you know, like what would you do in this scenario? It's it's a lot like the whole trolley experiment. Um, but um, I man, it, it's it's that is so we got the history right. You won't go change history on a massive scale. So it looks like you'd go more personal. Would you like to use it for personal gains in the future, or would you like to fix a part of your past? I, it, honestly, so it wouldn't have anything to do with my life. I feel like. And then oh, that's maybe okay. like a like a like a pompous thing where it's like no 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 you know, no like, explain I, I don't explain. have regrets man uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I made mistakes but I bounced back up <laughs> no okay no, so like you're a secure confident person I get it David I'm insecure as <laughs> f dude all right so what do you want it so you want to help somebody else yeah, that's an odd question I, I honestly I have to hear your answer first because I'm not really sure. sure like you know that's a good I'll tell you my answer David I thought about this too for a long time right. Uh, as much as I would, I would only travel to the future because I want to see what the future looks like because I won't live to see it. So it would be cool, right, to travel a thousand years and see where we're at. Have we made another Terminator movie? <laughs> Are they, have, do they still have <laughs> Arnold definitely. Schwarzenegger doing it? You know what I'm saying? Do we still have those movies going on? Or, and if I would go to the past, I don't, I think I'd have to be selfish and try and I'd love to talk to myself if I could, and give myself knowledge from, not about the future, but about my personal future. Um, I think that I would honestly, be very serious here, I think I would try and handle certain relationships I've had differently. And I know that's kind of a loaded thing to say. And I don't mean like go back and try and fix it and things like that, but I this is really deep, man, for me, but I wish that I could have handled the exits of certain relationships a lot better or with some more class, if that makes any sense. I would love to have fixed things and maybe have stuff work out with other people and made it better for myself. But history, like you said, dude, history is history and it happened. And I wouldn't be who I am today without that stuff. But if I could, I would try and offer myself some advice that's going to make me a better, more positive individual so that at least in the future, I was less negative and more positive. I know that's a serious answer. I'd also go back in time and tell the writers of Terminator 3 to fix that fucking ending because that's garbage, all right? Take and just get, let's just do what they wanted to do, man. Make Sylvester Stallone the bad guy. Get Edward Furlong back in the damn part. And let's make the Terminator 3 that we all wanted to see back in the day. Not the talk to my hand uh, bull crap that we got. Okay. One of those two things though. So that's kind of my personal take. I know that sounds a little loaded, but I would like to have been a better person in my relationships and maybe exit them with a little bit more dignity and class to the individuals that I got to be with. You know what I'm saying? So, so real, like, okay. So since, since we're, you know, getting deep and that's very personal and I'm not going to make any dick jokes right now. Cause I, I don't feel like now's a good time, but <laughs> I feel like whatever you say is going to end in a dick joke, and I'm waiting for it now. I'm just waiting for it to happen, David. If it lands, yeah, I'll try to like throw one in there. But <laughs> hold on a sec. So, but that that's not what I'm thinking. Which is that like I think your answer is interesting, just from the sort of perspective of the classic time travel paradox, which is kind of like what you said, Ooh. which is which is that your that wouldn't be your answer 
if you didn't make those mistakes. Oh. Right? I mean, again, like we were going back to the whole. That's so deep. So is that predest? So is that a predestination paradox? No, would that be a ontological paradox? <sighs> yeah, dude. It, because no, no, no. That would be, I think, predestinate. You're right, David. I wouldn't be able to if I didn't. If I didn't have that knowledge, I, how would I be able to go back? Oh, David, you blew my mind, my dude. <laughs> you blew well, my you know, mind. That's a predestination paradox. Well, I don't, I don't know about like predestination, but one of my favorite philosophers is, is Daniel Dennett. Uh, granted, he's more associated with like the, the shitty new atheism movement, which, yeah, sure, I'm a non-believer, but like I can't stand these guys that like, you know, want to talk about like race and IQ and, you know, science, 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 as if there's like not like history and ethics attached to science. But anyways, um, that's like way, I'm getting way off track. But the point <laughs> is that. Um, he is he is a a like a stark proponent of what's called compatibil um, compatibilism uh, compatibility. I'm like totally screwed up that word. Anyways, the the idea of like varieties of free will and that like well, free will and and sort of determinism are not like sort of binary concepts. You know, there are varieties of it, and there are just you know like you know we always think about free will, but we never think about free won't. And, and I think maybe kind of like, I think, I think that's why, like, I choose not to make it, why it's not personal for me, because like, sure, yeah, I fucked up hardcore in life. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't change that aspect, right? Like, you know, the, the whole concept of regret is like, not is to remind yourself that you can do better, not to like dwell on what you didn't do right or what you failed to do right. Because, you know, that's something you can't change, right? I mean, you could just kind of um, sort of change what you do moving forward and, and hope that, like, your experiences, you know, educate you for better or for worse. You know? like, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Like, like, with, like with you in baseball. Like, now you know, listen, you don't put a jock strap that smells like dicks on your face as a 10-year-old. Your dad may look at you different. Okay, David, great job. You circled back to the dick. <laughs> I'm super proud. That landed organically, my dude. I'm really no, proud of you. Oh, you somehow God. brought it. That was elegant and smooth <laughs> AF, my dude. Okay. Uh, David, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Um, and what you described to me really does fall, I think, into the predestination paradox. Honestly, it, it, let's, you're talking philosophy and I'm talking science. And what's interesting is whether we know it or not, David, philosophy and science can sometimes be on the same track with different wording, in my opinion. And you're right. How would I be able to go back in time to tell myself to treat these, exit these exits with greater dignity if I didn't have the trouble to begin with? I've created my own paradox. That's totally true, David. I didn't even think about that. And that's obvious as hell. Time travel creates paradox. Right, but that also shouldn't diminish, like, you know, the the sort of, you know, mistakes that do happen. By the way, I was reacting, like, really dramatically when you were talking about, like, uh, well, you know, philosophy and science are kind of... Dude, don't waver on that. Like, that is... I'm going to go back to Daniel Dennett. Again, like, I hate yeah, having do to it. do this. Do it. But uh, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes of his is that there is no such thing as... And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stick the landed, but... Um, no such no such thing as a philosophy free science only science that has not yet examined its philosophy or something to that effect right Ooh, um, I like that. and, and the, the whole idea being that like i think that and this happens with scientists too 
right? And this is this is actually one of the like <laughs> we're gonna go back to a shameless plug for the book that has not yet been published that I'm still actually working on. Wait but, till it comes out, people. We'll put a link up for it in the uh, descriptions below so you can get it when it does. But you know, it's it's funny that like we, um, you know, for example, like with say say like politics, right? You know, whether you're conservative or like liberal, um, whether you're Democrat or Republican. Like people are going to have issues with that, but generally people don't care, you know, that you're conservative in and of itself or that you're liberal in and of itself because True, yes. they accept that they accept that you approach the way you talk about policy from a certain philosophical lens. So I think it's interesting that we don't demand the same thing from scientists. And, oh, and I, you know, it's funny, like there is there. Is, I mean, there, there's there's a precedent for this, right? Like the grandfather of like the philosophy of science thomas kuhn like again i'm going to try to quote uh or paraphrase you know like which is like his thing was you know it's not just the scientists that have to possess special characteristics it's the communities that they're in that must also possess special characteristics and that's why you can't separate say like you know for example the uh nuclear fission or nuclear fusion from the politics of like a world at war. Like these are things ah, that are going to be inherently connected or think about like Hitler scientists, you know, where these guys, you know, can, can you honestly like defend and validate the science as like, well, you know, they're just, they're just trying to, you know, find out the truth. That's what science is, the search for truth, yada, yada. And square that with the idea that, well, like given the history, given the context, they were always going to do whatever was in support of, quote unquote family in this case the nazi regime because well that's so so i've always interesting i've always hated that cop out this idea that science should be philosophy free no like philosophy is there precisely to ensure that you're asking the right questions to begin with you know and this is what i have my problem with like silicon valley right like it's all about like disruption how can innovation work it can do X, Y, or Z. No, the question should be like, how can innovation X, Y, or Z help community A, B, and C? Like, these are things that, I mean, like, I, we can like have a whole podcast dedicated to that well, particular part. But it's interesting, Dave, because you talk about that, and in in science fiction, in films, and in books and things like that, most of the time, the scientists who have done something destructive or use time travel for destructive purposes are those that don't adhere to philosophy. They're there for the science. And they're blind to the questions that I need to be asked, the ones that philosophy could bring up. And, so, and I think that, that your world of deep thinking and philosophy and my world of cold <laughs> and silence to science merge together to create something extraordinary. And I think what's really kind of cool, man, is you have a very neat perspective on time travel. I know you don't like it. I don't think it's something that you should ever not think about every now and then or study up on because you know what, man, you have a very cool view on it from a different lens and looking through those different lenses create different ideas when it comes to science. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's awesome of you, man. I really, really do. Um, uh, Let me ask you this, David, kind of going back to what we talked about though, is there, so I, I, I respect that you don't want to change anything in your past, but let me ask you this. If you could time travel and look at something from your own past or relive something that you'd like to relive consequence-free, what would you like to relive, my dude? Is it an event that you went to, 
something personal in your life, visit a family member, talk to them at an older age? What would you love to do if you could consequence free go back in time? <laughs> Not to fix, just to like educate yourself. As a man who I consider very educated and very smart, what would you love to do? That's oh, hey, even even uh, you know what? Let's go to the extreme, man. Maybe you want to go talk to a philosopher, whatever you want. Oh man, the I, well, you know, the problem with like you know talk, going back in time and like say like talking to philosophers is that like well, you know, a lot of them like were racist shit heels, so they wouldn't have a conversation <laughs> with. Uh, with so they'd be like, "Excuse yeah. me, Mexican, I need you to leave. Oh, we're talking deep thoughts here. We don't have time for you and your race. Leave." Excuse me, chap. I don't speak Mexican. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, I got so it. Thank you, sir. I'm leaving. Like, I, I can I can respect their work with while also recognizing that uh, you know the history is also sure. like very racist, and you know maybe maybe we don't want to like especially maybe us brown skinned dudes don't want to go back in time to begin with. Um, okay, granted, it's not the best for us to be traveling. I agree. <laughs> hey, but how about this, David? Would you like to see a sporting event? Since let's re- let's refer to something that you are familiar with. Would you love to go see? If you had the chance, go back in time and see one single sporting event, what would it be? Okay, so this is part of, I think this is part of, okay, I'm going to answer that question while also answering the other question, (laughs) which is, I think this is. Can't you just ever answer my damn questions? I swear to God, David, I'm going to punch you in the face one day for answering with an answer, (laughs) with another answer. Go ahead. What do you got for me, bud? I think this is part of why, like, time travel, it's not that, like, I don't think that, you can't squeeze interesting concepts or ideas out of time travel. It's that you are fixed, right? Again, we go back, right? The same same way, like your answer, like had what ultimately was a a closed loop, right? Of an explanation, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which, which is that like sort of the idea of, of time travel kind of is always going to have that sort of closed loop aspect. I don't like that idea and that's why like even the idea of like going back in time reliving like you know it's like it's it kind of taps into what i think people what appeals to people about nostalgia and i'm not a nostalgic person that's why like i don't care about comic book movies because like yeah it would be great if i could go back in time and watch jack johnson win the world heavyweight boxing championship because you had a bunch of you know like white americans calling for you know the you know white challenger to beat him for the white race yes it would be that, that would be like incredibly emotional but it's also like just dangerous and it's just it's nothing but like mm-hmm. hatred and it's violence and it's like all things that I don't need to that I have no interest in reliving other than as a very important reference for how to kind of live my personal life moving forward and, and I feel like and that's so you would Oh, interesting. So you would only time travel if the experience helped you to move forward in your life. I, th- I think maybe that's that's kind of what I'm saying. And, and to, to me, time travel kind of leaves, oh, leaves pushes out. Now, not to say you can't tell a story that kind of taps into that. Um, I was trying to think of a good ex- example of a, like a story that I think does that. But anyways, like that is that that's part of my issue. And I guess for me, as someone that wants to be or aspires to be a storyteller. I don't like being trapped into mm-hmm. into kind of like a device that um, that I think is either easy to kind of be lazy with or it's just cliched. You know, I, re- I realize, you know, like you can do cliches in very entertaining or original ways. But um, and, and you know, like, by the way, yeah. nobody's going to get that interstellar reference. I hate interstellar. I want to make that very clear. 
Okay, no. First of all, Interstellar is one of the best movies that Christopher Nolan's ever. I saw it three times in a row here at my house. Cried every time. It's fucking beautiful. Not only that, it advanced science. Okay, it advanced science. Um, <laughs> let me, let me. Oh, David, this is David. Man, I love talking to you, man. I know that this episode probably seems a little heavier than it should, and people are probably like tuned out, but. I personally am getting a lot out of this, learning about you. And I'm really shocked, as always, with your answers. You know, I think you say you don't like time travel, man. Honestly, though, I think you do like time travel, but only under the certain story context. The sto- and, and, and you don't seem like the kind of guy who wants heavy science and uh, time travel is this and blah, 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 and blah, 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 this. And where like the whole movie is about the mechanics of time travel, which is arguably a lot of interstellar sometimes there's a lot of heavy uh, ideas i think you would be turned on by a movie that has time travel as a simple device but there's more of a character story like the terminator or looper you know what i'm saying movies that are blah 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 this is time this is the story of what's happening to these characters and what they're facing real quick real quick i just want to note something about terminator which is one of the reasons why i enjoy terminator is kind of similar to what I mentioned earlier about like Looper, which is that to me, when I watch, especially the first two films, like, yes, time travel is a conceit that's used. But to me, like Terminator is less of a time travel story and more of like just uh, sort of really build in kind of mythology, right? Build in a mythology, build in a a lore, a universe within what is a very just pared down story of this man trying to hunt this woman, right? So... That to me is what appeals Correct. to me about Terminator, which is the mythology. It's ah, not the time travel aspect. It's just this universe within a universe, um, real within a universe, really, right? I mean, so right. So that that's like, interesting. Again, when stories, I think sidestep, like mm-hmm. the the like core time travel concepts. That's when I can I can be into it. Of course, Terminator is also just like great action, lots of yeah, good kills. Of you know, like <laughs> oh yeah, like who, yeah, who are we dude. kidding? Like. Yeah, special effects, kills, awesome characters. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. I'm with you. Like, the movie itself speaks for itself aside from the time mechanics of that world. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's cool, man. That, that It's cool that you and I can see the same movie for and love it for different reasons. I mean, we both agree it's just really cool in general with all the killing and everything. But I love the time travel aspect, and you love the other half of that, right? The stories and what it's boiled down to. I think that's very, very cool. You know, the last couple of things that, I, that I'll talk to you about, David, is like one of the best aspects of this, much like philosophy, is that time, thinking about time travel and getting into the science, if you're good about with that stuff, is that at the end of the day, man, a lot of this stuff is just merely a thought experiment. It's hard to prove any of these things. Uh, there was, uh, in, ni- in the 1980s, there was a, a man named Dr. Igor uh, Novikov, I think is his name. Um, yes, and I'm familiar with this. He's got he's got something he's got he's contributed to the world of science through his self consistency principle. The problem simply states that paradoxes are impossible, and that the the universe will always correct it. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you try and go back in time to save someone who died, they will always die one way or another. You may save them from the bullet, but the bus will hit them the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a really neat concept that the universe doesn't like paradoxes and will always fight to fix it. I think that's such a neat idea, not only in real life, but in movies as well. 
Um, hold, on, hold on. Okay, uh, real quick. I'm trying. I'm struggling to ask you questions because I've been trying to figure out questions to ask you. But like, you choose a topic like this, I'm like, God damn it, dude! Like, I'm still trying to like fight it. What about <laughs> David? 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 What? My lover? Don't fight it. <laughs> Let my topic slip into yeah. you. Let it caress yeah, you and love you. My topic really right now. <laughs> yeah, my topic is holding you. It's taking you to dinner. It's brought you home. All right. It's put on some really soft R and B from the nineteen seventies. Okay, and it's kissing and nibbling your earlobe, my friend. It's being very nice to you. All it wants is to enter you with permission and lovingly. So, David, let me be inside you with my damn ideas. Okay. God damn it. Let me enter you. It feels more like Aziz Ansari's The Claw than it does like a soft caress. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know if people will get you know that what? reference. You just don't, you're, just, you're just not romantic enough for my principles, okay, dude? You're not romantic enough. You don't deserve my questions, David. Hey, David, don't worry about it. Remember, this is about me asking you questions, man. I'm learning about you by talking about the things that right. I love, and that brings up conversations, my brother, okay? We've talked about a lot of stuff, right, David? I'll start to end it out here. Um, Time travel to me is a beautiful thought experiment. I love the science behind it. Uh, I love it. I love the ideas that were created, talking about things like the fourth dimension, getting them four Ds in you, David. I mean, that's kind of an amazing concept to think about. The old folding the paper and popping the pencil through, right? The concept of flowing through time and the second law of thermodynamics, relativity, time dilation, gravitational time dilation time models between fixed, malleable, sensitive, even multiple timeline paradoxes like predestination, ontological, grandfather, twin, uh, uh, self-consistency. All of these things are amazing because we as humans had the foresight to have these thoughts, to have these thought experiments, maybe built on the backs of philosophers for all I know. The idea that someone can think in those extra-dimensional ideas we talk about science and, and dimensions. Philosophy talks about the mind sometimes, the soul, the body, the thought beyond thought. It covers a beautiful ground. Together, like you said, these two beautiful things married together. And that's, at the end of the day, why I love talking about time travel. That, for me, is what makes it so beautiful, that it can be malleable. And if used correctly in media or in story, it can tell excellent character ventures and also explore the human need for reconciliation or understanding of what's to come. That's why I love time travel. Baby. That's why I love time travel so much. I'd like I'd start clapping, but uh... I'll, I'll, I'll put in a fake clap right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, David, so much for listening to my rant about time travel today. I know it might've been a little thick and a little heavy, but I really appreciate you taking the time and, as we like to do at the end of our show, David, reflect upon what it is that we learned about each other. And though it may not sound like there was much conversation going on, David, I seriously learned a lot about you today. And, and you have really made me fall in love with that marriage of philosophy. You brought your love and your understanding to the table and actually added it to me, my friend. Um, Here's something I'm going to give you a compliment, all right? I'm, going to, I'm watching you blush. The audience can't see, but I'm going to watch you blush. I love the fact that your problem with time travel and it doesn't appeal to you, especially the concept of going to the future or going to the past to fix yourself or see something uh, historical is because, and this is how I perceive it, and if I'm wrong, correct me. 
I believe that you have a true belief in your confidence about your past, your history, and the choices that you have made that have led you to be the person you are now, which is a beautiful thing to me. I know what I mean by that is I know we all have regrets, but you have the confidence to know that those regrets were a part of your life and you have no need to want to revisit through nostalgia or anything else. And that is true power I have never heard before until you've said it today. And I fucking love that about you, man. I think that is so beautiful and absolutely amazing. And... Time travel is only important to you if it was able to advance your own personal future, not for gains, but just for yourself, to make yourself a better person. And that, dude, is something I had no idea or even thought on that level until we had this conversation, David. Now, let me nibble your ear and enter you softly. Please stop moving so much, okay, my friend? Stop moving. I've got this. Let me cradle you. Let me cradle you, David, in my soft, loving ideals of time travel. Oh, oh, that was that was it. Like you, you were. Uh, wow, okay, dude, it's paid you a compliment, but that's cool, dude. Whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. No, man, like, it, listen, like you're you're gonna make me cry here, and uh, I'm not gonna cry. Uh, you know why? Because I still got some dick jokes left. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, listen, like, to me, like, this isn't, like, that's, as much as I appreciate it, like, it's, that has everything to do with, and going back to kind of, like, your story, has everything to do with the fact that, like, hey, my parents were just, like, kick-ass. They were both there, uh, they both, like, cared a lot, and and then I had, like, you know, great friends along the way. As Believe it or not, Brian, I include you in that, in that sort of current, that sort of universe of, uh, of people that keep me tethered to reality, because I think ultimately... It's just, it's it's my personal philosophy is that there are no sane people, only sane perspectives, and and that's pretty much that's kind of like all you can you can just break even on that, right? So, um, so again, like it has nothing to do with me in my opinion, it just has to do with the fact that like when you have the right support, you'll be okay, but you put a jock strap on wrong, and your dad smells it, <laughs> you're in different shape. <laughs> God, okay, you're so I'm, beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm done just, with that. I swear. I, but oh, we're never you know, going to get past this moment. I tell you one personal story, David, and it's it's jockstrap jokes to the days as long. My God. Um, I, I I will say though, like I think one of the things for one, I was really like I've been really impressed. This is the kind of shit that we should talk about like after this episode's done. But we'll go ahead and like you know touch on it a little bit. But like. Honestly, you're again, like, you really kind of threw me for a loop because I see a guy with Emmanuel Kant on his bookshelf, and then, like, all you want to talk about is Marvel. And I think, you know what? I don't take this guy seriously. I don't need to take this guy seriously. Like, I don't need to take him seriously. He's not going to offer anything of value. And then, <laughs> and, then you, and then you bring it back with what I think has been a very uh, educated, thoughtful... Again, I it's funny because I totally disagree with you, but I completely, like, respect your interest in the genre why i i feel like i understand why it kind of speaks to you and i think that's true of a lot of other people too so i mean you're not alone there um yeah but like the other thing too is that i also learned that you are coming around on t3 bro and 
We're going to get Look, you there. I, we had one <laughs> revelation today that I respected, all right? The fact that they actually use timeline models in those regards, okay? The fact that everything is potentially a fixed history or sensitive history, depending, is extremely interesting to me. All right, you got me on one. Let's just leave it at that, dude. Um, on that note, David, what an excellent episode. Did not think it was going to come around to this kind of point, but that's the whole idea of this podcast, isn't it, right? I learned so much about you, and I thank you for taking the time to talk to me about something that is not of interest to you. I hoped at least at a little bit you might relook a time travel movie a little bit different if you ever get stuck having to see one. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen... Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you had a good time. Please join us again next week for our next episode where David is going to surprise me with a topic that I have no idea about that I have to learn about, and he's going to learn something about me. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, click all the star buttons, leave us reviews, leave us good reviews, and we'll maybe read them on air if you leave us a bad review, but still give us five stars. Might still read it anyway, you know? <laughs> just no more jockstrap jokes. No jockstrap jokes. Inside. I know just by saying that, that's all we're going to get now for reviews, but it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to reach out to us and email us any thoughts, any uh, ideas that you have, I'd love to know if I said something wrong with the science of time travel. Please correct me so we can have a conversation. Just be nice about it because I'm a sensitive peach. You can reach us at wreckthepod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at wreckthepod. Uh, that way you can reach out to each one of us. Just let us know who you're talking to, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you next week. I'm Brian Ortiz. I'm David Castillo. And don't forget, ladies, life is nothing more than a series of reactions and educational conversations with one another. Be safe. We love you. Peace. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Adios. Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>